0: Welcome to fearless Fridays. This episode is all about people pleasing. And this was inspired by things that I've been learning in my own life. And I did a post on it yesterday on Instagram, and I got so many messages back saying that people could resonate, that they were also dealing with or had recently healed people pleasing um, characteristics. So I really loved Seeing that that resonated with people. So I'm glad that this is the episode for this, uh, beautiful Friday. So in case you're new here, Fearless Fridays are my episodes that are unscripted where I just choose a topic that is something I'm either dealing with in my life or I see a lot of people dealing with that I want to talk about or share. I have no notes. It's just me talking and I did this because I'm trying to get over my fear of public speaking, I'm trying to feel more comfortable in my authenticity, which is directly related to people-pleasing, as I'll get into. When you're not comfortable with your authenticity or your true self, and you're not saying the things that are true to you, that is a form of people-pleasing. And it's actually a trauma response, and it's, I believe it's a form of self-sabotage, because uh, for example, if you're in a relationship with someone, let's say it's kind of new and I am so guilty of this and your new partner says, Hey, do you want to go camping or do you like camping? And you say, Oh yeah, I love camping. I am, I am the least likely to be camping unless it's a really nice RV with a bathroom. So. It was kind of funny, even at the moment when I said this to an ex who he absolutely loved camping and he was like, Oh, we should go camping. And I really liked him and I wanted him to like me. So I said, Oh yeah, I love camping. And inside I was like, Oh my gosh, how am I really saying this right now? And so it's kind of funny looking back, but I would never do that now. I would never pretend to like something that I really didn't because that's not benefiting you and it's not benefiting the relationship. So from what I've gathered in my studies of this, and as I heal, I'm always working on my own self-healing. I feel like it will never end, which is great, you know? So I'm sure you've heard of fight or flight and freeze, but there's also a trauma response called fawn. And the person who coined this term was a therapist and a survivor named Pete Walker, um, he talks all about PTSD um, in his book, Complex PTSD. Fawning is basically um, people-pleasing in order to diffuse conflict, to earn the approval of others, or to feel more secure in a relationship. So some of the examples I'm going to share are my personal examples. And I would love to hear from you either privately or if If you like this episode, please share it on your social media because I do feel like more people need to talk about this, especially after the response I got from my Instagram post and actually on TikTok, which I'm not, I've been trying to post, not to go off on a different subject, but I've been trying to take every Instagram post and put it on TikTok and I'm not a big TikTok person, but I'm trying to grow my, my mess or my following there so that I can share the messages. Right. And so this people pleasing video did really well on both Instagram and TikTok, which tells me there's something there. People are resonating with that. So, um, an example of people pleasing would be not being able to be your authentic self. As I already said, um, this has also shown up in relationships for me where maybe I'm on vacation with someone and we're not doing any of the things I want to do, we're just doing everything they want to do, and I don't speak up for myself, or maybe I really need a nap and I'm tired and I don't want to be walking around, It's it was impossible for me to just say, you know what, I'm tired, why don't you go walk around, I'm going to go take a nap. I didn't feel like I could be myself, and that is a form of people-pleasing and trauma response, fawning. Um, another example would be When I was in a really toxic relationship and they would do something horrible to me or say something awful, I would get mad. And then I'd feel like, okay, I need to resolve this. And I would try to resolve it before I even had a chance to process and be like, no, this is not okay. You know? So these are just things I'm thinking back about. These are, it's just so funny because I went through this mental fitness program, PQ, which I absolutely love. My shaman went me took me through the first time around. Then I went twice on my own. And then now I am a coach. The way that PQ mental fitness works is you take this assessment and it tells you, um, your saboteurs. We all have a judge saboteur. And that is like all the negative thoughts you hear. We all have that. But then the judge saboteur, that's what, um, it's called in my PQ program. They trigger, they're called accomplice saboteurs. So my top ones were like controller. Like I loved, you know, when I didn't feel safe, I tried to control my food, as I mentioned in previous episodes, or try to control anything that I could, or it was also hyper achiever. So I felt like it, as long as I was getting good grades in school, like A pluses, that's how I connected to my self worth. But obviously it's external that doesn't stay with you. And then the other one I had was hyper vigilant, which means you're always on the lookout for something bad to happen. You're anxious. And one of the saboteurs is, is called the pleaser. And I just always looked at that like that is like the least harmful one. Oh, people pleasing, you know, and there's even people who, who kind of not make fun of it, but make it into something cute. Like, Oh, you know me. I can never say no. It's actually a very serious trauma response and it's holding you back from living your best life. Let me tell you, because you are going to feel like other people are superior to you. And I did this where I would get mostly because I used to work with a lot of men in the in the Silicon Valley finance world. And I would, found, I would find myself dumbing myself down and I would almost, I would hear myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like. A, an airheaded cheerleader, which I was a cheerleader in high school, but still, I know stereotype. But it was just like, he, he, he. you know, it was just not who I am. I'm a very intelligent person, and I would dumb myself down, and I would even do that with women who I felt like were con- not confrontational but assertive. You know, they're just kind of like no BS. I didn't know how to please them. How can I be a people pleaser for them? They're never happy. They're always just, you know, black and white. And so I would just kind of shrink. Ever since I started doing this inner work, which I'll share a little bit about, um, I also did hypnosis. I'm actually being trained, as I've mentioned, but I never know if people are just listening to this episode or other episodes. So I'm sorry if, you're, if you've if you already heard this. But um, in three months, today's October 14th, um, in three months, I will be a certified hypnotherapist. And I used hypnotherapy to get over my fear of public speaking. It is amazing. It didn't just do that. It helped in so many other areas. And I feel like that actually is what helped me do these Fearless Friday episodes because I always used to have everything written out to a T, even with my interview episodes, which I don't even do that now. I'll like throw some questions on a Google Doc, but now I just like kind of use them if I need to reference. And so I owe so much of my recent changes to hypnotherapy. I am so forever grateful especially to Marissa Peer and to RTT, which is rapid transformational therapy. I also recently met with another woman who is not RTT, but she was fantastic as well. And I felt really positive changes from that. So that is one way you can start breaking those limiting beliefs because you go back to a suggestible state like you were in ages zero to seven, and you're able to rewire and utilize more positive Suggestions. I've also been working a lot on self love, which sounds cheesy, but it has like opened up a whole new world for me. I thought I love myself. Um, you know, I'm very spiritual. I've been training in mysticism, shamanism, all these different things, energy medicine, energy work for seven years, but I was in a really toxic relationship and leaving that relationship. Showed how much, you know, okay, I do love myself and I'm ready to love myself more. So now I'm realizing, okay, I'm looking back and there were so many moments of people pleasing, like where, and not just in this relationship and other relationships where I'm a really busy person. I have children. I work in finance. I have my, you know, now I have my, I just wrote my book, which is coming out October 24th. And I also at that time had a job. And I would let people say, Oh, well, this is really important. Can you help me? Can you help me? Because I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of skills and I love helping people. So I would drop everything to help this person. And it was just like looking back. I'm like, how did I waste so much energy on this? But it was my people pleasing. And now I know. And so this book called love yourself, like your life depends on it by Kamal. Rava Kant, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Go get that book. It is so beautiful and it has really practical ways to start working on self love. Just as simple as I teach this in my book is by looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you 10 times, three times a day. That will start drilling into your subconscious that you love yourself and it, it just creates all these miracles. And Louise, I got that from Louise Hay, her book, I think it was How to Heal Your Life. She went through a lot of trauma and she healed herself from cancer and all of this stuff. And it was self-love that really helped her through it. And she ended up living a really long time and being very, very successful. And so what she said is mirror work is really powerful because we received a lot of criticism or some of us did when we were uh, children by people looking at us in the eyes criticizing us. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, in your eyes, and you tell yourself, I love you, you're healing at an accelerated pace. So that's one of the ways you can work on it. Also, I'm going to link in the show notes, my free worksheet on self-esteem because self-esteem, self-love, identity, beliefs, they're all connected. So look at the worksheet, take the assessment, see if you're suffering from low self-esteem, which is also low self-love or lacking self love, I should say. And then there are tips on there on how to start doing things on a daily basis to increase that. So what I would recommend is, and this has been a pattern for me. And whenever there's a pattern in your life, pay attention because that is the universe saying you need to learn this lesson or we're going to keep sending it your way. So one of my lessons was stepping into my power and healing this need to be a people pleaser. So I was presented with a lot of uh, situations recently where I really had to stand up for myself and it was scary. It was really uncomfortable, but I did it. And then I felt so free and I encourage you, if someone asks you to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, that doesn't align with your values or your beliefs Ask yourself this, is this going to get me closer to the life that I want, or is it going to take me further away? Is it going to give me energy or is it going to take my energy? Those are really important questions to ask yourself when someone is asking you to do something, because every time you say yes to someone, you're saying no to yourself and you're saying no to something you could be doing that's going to further your life. And that doesn't mean we should never do anything for anybody. Obviously, I help my family with things all the time. And I love that. I help friends with things. I don't expect anything in return. But I do that because it makes my heart feel warm. (laughs) And I want to. I want to help these people because I care about them. But they're not asking me to do things either that would compromise my beliefs, especially if you've told someone, hey, I don't feel comfortable with doing this, or I don't really want to do that. And then they keep asking you, like that's a sign that maybe your guys' relationship, whatever it might be, has ran its course. If you're also finding situations where you're being put in this predicament where you don't want to do something and you're feeling like, well, I need to, or they're not going to like me, or if I don't do this, then... Uh, what does that mean about me? Just take some time, go within, sit in silence and just ask yourself, is this something that's going to improve my life or not? And obviously you don't have to do that about everything. Like, So I will wrap this quick episode because I actually have to jump on a call by saying, by healing these parts of us that are traumatized and that want approval and love. And that's where our people pleasing comes from. You're sacrificing your own desires and it's at the expense of your dreams. This relates to manifestation because we are electromagnetic beings of consciousness. I know that's a lot, but we literally live in a universe of energy, of consciousness. And whatever we vibrate, We're putting out and we're attracting back. So that kind of people pleasing vibration is not going to bring like if you're wanting like me, I want to be a powerful motivational speaker. I want to be on stages of thousands and thousands of people. That's why I'm healing these fear of public speaking and the fear of being seen and the fear of using my voice. So I'm healing that because I know I have a purpose. I know I'm here to help other people. If I'm walking around with a fear of public speaking, or I'm worried about people seeing me, I'm not going to be able to help people at the caliber that I want to, or that I'm here to. So here are just a few things that I'll leave you with. It's really important that you're auditing your thoughts, your emotions, and your words, because your emotions create a vibration, a frequency, and whatever you're vibrating, that is what's going to come back to you. Number two, when in doubt, focus on gratitude. Again, that might sound simple, but when you're in a feeling of gratitude, that's what you're vibrating and that's what you're going to get back. And if it's hard for you, just start with the small things. Like Sometimes I'll pour a glass of water and I'll be like, I am so grateful for this water. There are people in the world that don't have access to clean water or my morning coffee, I'll sit and I'll just hold it and I'll say, thank you so much. Simple things. Because our internal world is what creates our external world. So if your internal world is filled with fear, your external world is going to bring that to you because that's the universe doesn't speak in words. It speaks in vibration and energy. If you're saying, oh, I want to be rich. I want to be powerful. But you're really scared and fearful. You're not going to get to where you want to be. And finally, you don't get what you think about you get what you feel. So that's why it's so important, especially when you're having conflicting feelings about things to really go within. That is a moment for you. If you're listening to this, this is your sign that you're probably needing to hear this for some reason. And to just take a minute and ask yourself, is this going to add to my life? Or is it going to detract? I hope that helps. Please let me know if it did. And have a wonderful, safe weekend. Love you.